0: Welcome to the Six-Figure Roadmap, brought to you by LVRG.it. Leverage it, saving you money on the tools, software, and courses you use to grow your business every single day. Now, here's your host, Cam Martinez.
1: Malia Jacobs.
0: Cam Martinez. (laughs) How are you?
1: I'm doing well. How are you?
0: I'm fabulous. Thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely. Welcome to the show. Welcome to this, another episode of the Six Figure Roadmap. We're going to talk about a lot of cool stuff today. We're going to talk about some intuitive business practices. We're going to talk a little bit about team, a little bit about automation, how all of that applies into uh, the world of entrepreneurship and how you know, the people listening can use that as an unfair advantage in their lives. So I'm excited to dive into this. Where, where would you like to start?
0: Well, I was picking up some intuitive stuff for you, so we could start with that. <laughs> That's the unfair intuitive advantage. Are right, Are you open for a little bit of what I'm first seeing for you? Yes, let's do it. Okay, so what's going on in your life is in your personal and professional life, I used to say 90% of business problems are personal problems in disguise, and I scratched that 100% of professional problems or personal problems in disguise, not that I'm calling out personal problems. So what I'm saying is this affects your life and your livelihood. You've been in this, uh, wonderful place and you're kind of feeling the, the crunch, the growing pains a little bit, and you're just about to, you know, pop through to this next level, whatever you want to call it, but it's, it's a different, uh, a different stratosphere, a different uh, place for you where you're going to be seeing things that you aren't seeing now. So what you can't see, you're being called to have full faith that it's going to be fabulous, remarkable, outstanding, very lucrative. And it involves a, a, a partnership of some sort with a colleague, cohort, co-conspirator, co-collaborator, and your life will be catapulted, jettisoned to the fifth dimension, or just making more money. <laughs> and that's what I help people do is make more money so that they can go out and make the world a better place. So I work with folks that are, have that, a big heart, they're compassionate, they're purpose-driven, and they get to make all the profit that they can shake a stick at. So that's definitely where I, where I see you at. And making that uh, rapid discernment, I, I see the phrases and words and I get the senses. So what I'm seeing for you is rapid discernment and not, it looks like, nope, 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 nope. You're being called to do this. Like, nope, 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 nope to all these things because I'm yes over here at a hundred percent. And then yes over here for this thing at a hundred percent. So it's culling away the things that don't move the needle for you. It's culling away the people, places and things that you don't have any control over. It's letting go of And sometimes with the great falling away, there's some grief or sadness or loss that comes up with that because it was the potential of what we thought it was going to be. So you get to say no to the things that don't light you up. Don't move the needle so you can be fully present and double down on the the darlings, the things that light you up, the things that move the needle, the things that excite you. You know, Rumi's quote, let the beauty of what you love be what you do. I'm 100% all for that, and I feel like you are about to step into just this whole new way of seeing the world, seeing your life, seeing your impact, seeing your legacy, seeing your purpose, seeing your passion, and your purpose unfolding in a beautiful, sublime, effortless, ease-filled way. So that's just off, off the top of my head. And, and he, does that resonate for you? Yes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's beautiful. How did you, okay. what did you just do?
0: <laughs> you know, I, for, I've been doing this for 26 years. And if I thought I could explain what's actually going on, it's probably not what's actually happening anyway. So the way I describe it is that I feel like a satellite dish and I see, sense the information, I hear, phrases, I see words in my mind's eye, my imaginal world, the most powerful part of the human body, as you well know, and the awakened imagination. That's really, you know, the keys to the kingdom or like the the lock that unlocks everything for for us. So I'm a big advocate of doing that discipline mental practice, going into your imaginal world, focusing on the feeling with detachment as to what it looks like, how, when, where, what, whom, all that stuff, because your why is so big. So I get the information and then it looks like a bunch of fiber optic cables or I don't know. It just looks like it's all up there so I can pause the information. And then when I want the floodgates to open and then I'll get all the information, I relate as fast as possible because Malia has gone somewhere else and I'm letting the information just, you know, slide through for you. It sounds like it's really easy. It is now because I've been doing it for a long time. Um, I, I don't, you know, I know, who you are, I don't, my intake is name and age. I don't even know how old you are. So I could do a whole day of this kind of a session for you. So that's, that's how I think it works, but I don't Hmm. really know. I feel like I read energy, but I don't identify as an energy reader. I'm just an intuitive business consultant and mentor.
1: So. Very interesting. So with the, with other clients and business owners that you work with, right, when you are reading and describing them and kind of where they're at and their world and in their business yeah how do you get across the bridge to help
0: them believe what you're saying is true i do very much of the consciousness shifting so and consciousness raising so uh proximity is power for better or not so much better um a rising tide lifts all the houseboats and um i i relay the information from that bird's eye view of and i connect the dots like here's what i see without knowing someone, here's what I see that's going on in your life. The primary love relationship is not functional or maybe there's a chemical dependency in one of the children or I'll walk through someone's whole life and livelihood and identify the rut, ruts, the stuck points, the hiccups, the bothersomes, the whatever's been rot in their socks. So it's like ugh, full tilt permission to let the, you know, keep the darlings and ditch the duds. So I I'd identify the duds, which, you know, I always say I'm not telling someone that they don't know already on some level. I'm just the one that gets to hold up that mirror to, so people can see their greatness and then know that I'm holding out a true truth even on days when you forget it, for example. Um, even when I'm sleeping, I'm holding that high thought. So it's, to answer your question, it's, it's giving them permission to do, do the thing that lights them up. I like, guess this is what, what you wanted to do as a child, but it looks different now, feels different now because you're an adult, bless the mind of a child. We want to do these things. And then we think that we're not, it's not a birthright. And our birthright is power, poise, beauty, abundance, vitality, well, all good things. It's those, you know, goddess qualities or the, it's not just happiness, it's joy. So it's a lot of clearing away the old stuff. And I do some energy work too that mitigates the effects of trauma. I have a trauma timeline thing. So it's pulling away all the stuff that's no longer serving someone and shining a big, big light on the things that are the next indicated thing. And then, you know, me backing off, like I, I don't have any attachment as to what the next steps are unless, unless somebody comes back and says, hey, you know, I, I would love your insight on this. And that's, that's another thing that I provide. So that's how I feel like I do that illuminating what's so for someone, what's their true truth, which they know on some level.
1: Yeah, I, I like what you said at the end there. Most people know what they need to do, know what the path is that's in front of them, but they can't always see it, right? So for me, yep. what you just described is me saying no to all these things, focusing on you know what I know to be true has taken me a while to learn and develop, even though it's been clear to me for a long time. Yep. It didn't become clear until I stepped out of it for a second, yes, and went back in, and I was like, "Okay, this is like, this is the path I need to be on."
0: Precisely, and um, so, furthermore, what I like to do when someone like you or is at that place, it's like, okay, then I'll step back and then tell you even more information about what is going to shave years off of your upward trajectory, helping you not just from keeping you from losing money, but sitting on a you are sitting on a gold mine—and all the different gold mines that you're sitting on. And I don't need to know what they are. One, two, three, four, five, you know, there's five gold mines or that's what I see for you. And then I would would describe them in a way that makes sense to you. And I don't need the backstory. I, I just need to know that, you know, what is resonating with you. So, you know, there's a lot of clients I serve that are highly visible who don't want to disclose their potential partnerships or their creative ideas or, and I don't need to know those things. So it's helpful to, especially for someone like yourself, that's driven your, you've got self-mastery going on. I can see all, all of that about you. You surround yourself with the winners. That's a beautiful thing. And you, you get to do some other things that are gonna just make it happen so much faster for you. Just like, mm, it's an accelerated uh, process.
1: Interesting. So I'm, I'm curious you know for the for the people that are listening to this eventually, they're going to hear how you described me, right, which they have no ideas pretty it was pretty dang accurate, like the things that you said were going on in my life without really knowing me. It's our first conversation, by the way, yeah. for everyone listening. This is our first conversation, first time seeing each other face to face, and she was able to pull that out and now it 's up to me, right and to you the people listening to take action on that stuff, right? Because you know that it's
0: true. Implementation.
1: (laughs) Yeah, my question for you is, and and this kind of goes back to some other things that I've talked about on on previous uh, interviews and conversations is when people get exposed to the world of like awareness and self-mastery and they start to see things that they've been blinded to for so long they're on this high. Right. And then once they're out of the environment, they go back to the same place that they were. What would you like, how do you help people continue to implement and take action on the things that they've learned?
0: Um, good, Really great question because I see it so much, you know, it's the upper limits. Like when things start going great. So I let clients know when things start getting great in your life, keep breathing, keep breathing, keep breathing. You're, you're increasing your bliss quotient, I call it. So and I, I let them know that when you start working this stuff so much, it'll start to work you and you'll be dazed and not dazed, but d- dazzled and amazed by what the universe is willing to do to show off for us and show up and show out. So I, it's kind of like insurance that um, that this upper limit thing won't happen, the self-sabotage. So when when clients are really doing it, And they're seeing the big, massive, accelerated change and up-levelings and, you know, more income and more ease and more flow in their lives. There's that, you know, the average woman has 80,000 thoughts per day. They say the average male has 60,000 thoughts per day. So that's just a lot of thoughts. I can't even wrap my head around that. So some of those are, a lot of them are are on the unconscious level. So with energy work, I delete all that stuff and I'm getting (laughs) flooded with information. So let me... Get that clear. So the the upper limit or self sabotage. You know, when things start to go great, it could be you know picking a front with your partner or your uh, beloved or uh, even a pet. Like just getting small selfie instead of knowing our, our big selves. Knowing all is well, graces our sufficiency. All my needs are met. I'm right where I'm supposed to be. I have all the information, all the tools I need right here and right now to do all the things I want and need to do. And that is. Uh, that's a thing that we get to say over and over and over again until it starts to work us. And then it's easy, breezy, lemon squeezy very quickly. So I identify that, you know, acknowledge just the fact that when we do get to the, like your next level cam you're going to be called to sustain your bliss quotient. So keep breathing. We're a nation of shallow breathers and breath holders When things get crunchy or even great, especially great. We tend to, hold our breath or like, oh, this is so exciting. Oh my goodness. Keep breathing, keep breathing, keep breathing. You're priming the pump, prime, primary school, first grade, first thing, we are priming the pump. And when we prime the pump, we pour the water down the well, we prime it. And what happens at first? Nothing comes out. <laughs> Like that's what, why we're you're being called to have, we're all being called to have faith in the unseen because what we can't see is that the water is being drawn up from the well and a little bit of rusty water comes out at first, but then you put your bucket underneath there and then that bucket is, mm, when your bucket runneth over it, that's what we get to give away. Otherwise it's not sustainable because we can't give away what we don't have. So filling up our buckets consistently and being mindful that there is that kind of upper limit or self-sabotage that can happen but then here's like six ways to mitigate that, so it doesn't happen
1: very interesting you You talk about persistence and how staying persistent with disciplined mental practice is how you kind of get to you know avoid self sabotage when you're at that the highest of highs Yes, some of those persistent Discipline mental practices that you help others implement or recommend people implement to maintain their composure
0: Okay, great question. So the dmp or the mental practice is I've kind of augmented it from different various and sundering, you know, things i've learned along my decades of working it's going to the feeling place in the imaginal world and our intuition is like our imagination. So we, we think things, we see things, we sense things, but we th- only think it's our imagination. Our intuition is there. So when we do the mental practice, it's closing your eyes, getting still pairing it with music, which passively changes our brain waves because I'm here to make your life easier, not harder, bigger, not smaller. <laughs> it's so simple. It's so easy. And I often find myself repeating, do not be deceived by the simplicity of this disciplined mental practice. I used to call it a meditation, a music meditation, and clients were saying, yeah, I do that. I'll do yoga. And, I, and so It's not that. It's not meditation. It's a disciplined mental practice. They, they don't call them disciples for nothing. They hold the disciples from all, all millennia and present day, hold disciplined states of consciousness. So focusing on the feeling, being detached, Again, to the who, what, when, where, and how, because your why is so big. Get out of your way. Let the universe show off for you. Or, you know, God, God goddess, creatrix, right? You know, I'm not here to substitute my cosmology for your own or anybody else's. It's not what I do. It's the um, going to the feeling place. And sometimes that trips people up because they don't, they're not seeing or they think they're doing it wrong or they go to their imaginal world and they're dancing. It's like, and how does that have you feeling? I feel great. I feel joyful. I feel freedom. I feel physical freedom, financial freedom. Freedom is freedom is freedom. So that's what I, that's, that's it in a nutshell is a discipline a practice. That's it. It's really super simple, yet it can trip people up to do it consistently because things start getting great and then they're, they're oh we're just conditioned by the five pillars of society I call it churches media schools primary caregivers and pop culture you know as well meaning as our parents or extended family might have been or or not um, you know they modeled behaviors to us taught us stuff you know we got to work by the sweat of your brow you got to put in your time and pay, pay your dues and catch as catch can you can't be too much of this and you can't be too much of that or or all the just the I call it the KFOB radio because it really is just the not, not true truths. So deleting all the true truths, knowing that you're perfect as is, you're whole, you're, in te- you're perfect, whole, and complete, and everything in your life is here to serve you. It's the stinking thinking stinkin thinkin that has us thinking that the journey is somewhere outside ourselves or the solution is somewhere outside ourselves or that we are feeling at the mercy of those externals when, no, we are all awake and aware in a choice when we get, when we choose that it's an act of choosing that thing. And it's that two part process, ask and you shall receive. We get to choose it and then be in glad expectation to receive that rather than, you know, it's, it's having your desires and expectations in full alignment, meaning everything you're desirous of you're fully expected to receive that stuff. What I see a lot is, People are expecting some stuff to go down, but they're not really desirous of it. So it's getting clear about that seesaw or teeter totter, and having that be perfectly balanced. So everything you are desiring to experience on the planet, you're fully expecting to receive it, and everything you're expecting to happen, you're fully desirous of. Instead of oh, I'm mm, kind of expecting the other shoe to drop, or maybe this thing isn't going to happen. It's like no, delete, delete, delete that way of thinking. It's just old, corrupted software. That is a passed down, me down that we would all look better without.
1: Hmm. <laughs> That's so I mean that resonates wholeheartedly. Commonly seeking outside of ourselves when everything is inside of us. Everything Absolutely. is to Always. serve us right now.
0: Always. Always. It's right. only the, the human condition that has led us to believe or taught us things that, that aren't that. And you know, I just that's be just BS. It's just not our true truth. If it doesn't light you up, sustain you in serving others and doing your thing, doing what you're here to do, then get thee behind me because I'm going to have blinders on over here, focused on what I'm doing because I'm so lit up about it that all this other frickafrack doesn't matter. You know, hmm. trolls, haters, you what know, clients that don't, I you know, whatever. Like I'm not here for everyone. I'm not here to serve everyone. I'm here to serve the people that are resonating with what I'm putting out there. You know, there's, there's plenty for all. It's this thinking that, you know, I got to get my piece of the pie. It's got to be big and I, I got to edge other people out and there's competition. And then somebody else gets, you know, triggered by that or whatever. It's like, there is no pie, people. There's just no pie. There's no competition. It's just in our heads that, you know, the stinking thinking. It's the thoughts that aren't true that trip us up. So it's a lot of re- derubbling the unconscious level in, in my work that shines a light on you. You are powerful. You're immensely powerful. And I think what scares you and a lot of people is your power, your, your power to like command the law to prosper you, to command the universe to dazzle you in ways that you never even thought possible. Hmm. Makes sense?
1: Yeah, it does make sense. So for the, the people that listen to this podcast, they're on some kind of journey. This show is usually, you know, it's based around a financial goal. Yeah. Six figures, right.
0: Or beyond or,
1: or beyond a- anything.
0: <laughs> I always leave room for more this or this date <laughs> or sooner, this much or more, whatever's better. Cause better is better yes. is better. And I don't want to be small minded and say, Oh, I, I want six figure months. And at bare minimum, I'm not a bare minimum woman and I don't think anybody else ought to be bare minimum. It makes the world a better place when we're all showing up and shining full tilt, not dimming our shine so that other people, we think other people are going to be happy with us or not displeased with us or edge us out or say bad things or like, I don't care because I'm so focused on what I'm doing. Just like you, you're so focused on what you're doing that you have blinders on. And I would advocate Get bigger blinders on because what you're here to do, Cam, is big. It is, I'm not going (laughs) to drop the F-bomb, but it's big, really, really big. So I (sighs) breathe in, keep breathing, keep breathing, keep breathing. In through the nose and out through the nose. No mouth breathing unless we need the big oxygen. I work with a lot of athletes and (sighs) big oxygen through the mouth, but primarily it's in through the nose, out through the nose. That's where you're going to have the best outcomes. It's really big. So it's the bigness, it's the power, it's the poise, it's the abundance in the form of money for you that when that starts to really happen at higher and higher and greater levels with more spaciousness, ease and flow based on like the human to human connection. Like I'm all for automation as long as it doesn't feel like automation. Like the days of all these bots and all these things that are just, but you can't get an actual human or you uh, like Facebook my, one of my sales mentors, she got shut down. And like that, luckily, she's got a lot of goodwill built up, but these free platforms can go away. However, if we're nurturing our people and we're, we're, um, cultivating our list and we've got multiple different avenues and street cred and that no light, no love and trust factor, then none of that stuff is going to matter. So in 2020, I see this, um, let's say correction. I'm not going to call it a recession, but I do see a correction happening. And so, the highly automated businesses, unless it's automated but built on that human-to-human connection, then those those are those are falling away. They're falling away, like Q4. That's just going to fall away, like the info, you know, the infotainment kind of stuff. Da, 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 da. That's wonderful when you're at that place to scale and automate. However, if there's no waits for people to access your team members or your intercore council people, or even you. Um, and, you know, I'm all for barriers. I don't, not everybody has my cell phone number. However, if someone is having a predicament in my, you know, a number of paid groups, mastermind, all that kind of stuff, if somebody has an issue or uh, they can't get something, then I, and team is not responsive, then they have full tilt permission to, to come to me about it and I think that's where things are definitely headed and so that's what I am talking with my you know high-level clients about is you know automation is fabulous it's really fabulous when it serves your clients and when it serves your customers when it serves your you know whoever you're serving on the planet or whoever your you know brick and mortar business serves or your I'm all for getting you know onto the online space because that's where you're going to have more financial success is the online space. And I know I'm preaching to the choir here Mm. (laughs) because you were on the online space.
1: Yeah. Beautiful. Love it. I want to get to know you a little bit and allow the people listening to get to know you on a more personal level. I'm always curious to find out like what high performers are doing in their day to day, what habits that you're implementing every day. What are some things like some non-negotiable things that you do? Uh in your day
0: okay so non-negotiables for me is um downtime restorative time i sleep is my religion get getting good sleep consistently but i am an early riser i wake up at four sometimes earlier when i'm just so excited to start my day so getting up early and identifying where your best burst of energy is you know for me towards about four o'clock in the afternoon i'm like I have an intuitive shutoff time. I don't do any work after that. So having structure, there's freedom in structure. There's so much freedom in structure. So there's you know calendar blocking that can help. There's um, get identifying what your ideal uh, week looks like. And then you will have that ideal week. And maybe you won't fancy all elements of it. So you get to create a new week that is your ideal week that's like sales calls on these days you know client interfacing time these days public speaking these things press stuff these days content creation in the morning when i'm most alert um also movement is critical a lot of people not moving their physical bodies i do pilates i train with my horse i and another thing horse hobbies Adult pleasurable activities. I cannot tell you how many high performers I talk to that their our livelihoods feed us so much, and it feels doesn't feel like we're working. We're in the flow state, and then the hobbies are you know being created for no reason. Or you know me, I'm I live on a houseboat in Seattle, but I'm in Eastern Washington where I hold my horse. So I get to do my business in the morning and then go play with my horse and do my full immersion with somebody else that's helping me with you know, executive leadership and with my own horse. So having those kinds of interests, passions, hobbies and pursuits and putting an emphasis or priority on those. And family first is another thing that I see a lot of people giving lip service to, but they're not actually doing it. So I see that before I even ask the question in a session. Um, You know, I, I know the answers before I ask them, but I want to, you know, hear the language of, you know, clients and what, what they're reporting to me. So I can then help them with the language that they're messaging in their own heads. So, you know, I can't do this, or I shouldn't do that. Or I get to change that To I get to do this. I get to show up this way. The other one is like, who do I get to be as the CEO of an eight figure business to, uh, to my, who do I get to be? How do I want to be? How do I want to serve identifying how we love to serve? That is, such a, a bridge the gap thing that I see over and over and over again. It's like they a lot of people think I want to get the money to then reinvest in my business or I want to hire a team when I'm you know, at a place where I can uh, you know, afford to outsource to team. That's stinking thinking. All outsource first. It's not the other way around. Outsource at least, well, we're, we're always going to, I'm a big advocate of outsourcing two roles. That's an attorney, <laughs> <laughs> and then your CPA or bookkeeper person, tax prep, all that kind of stuff. I'm big for minding the shop. I know exactly where everything's going. Every dollar, Deutschmark, and, you know, Euro. And minding the shop. There's there's other elements that go with that as well. And also, you know, outsourcing to lead gen. Sales. Having a sales strategist on your team. You know, I, I'm working with one of the best sales coaches on the planet, Ann Keeney. And you know, she's closed forty thousand dollar sales in 15 minutes. She has a hundred percent sales conversion. So I, I've been learning from some of the best of the best of the best. And then I get to relay that to my clients who are like, Whoa, I'm not that that's news to me, or you know, at that C suite level, or like what well, people of attorneys, surgeons, performers, authors, writers, dancers, uh, sports figures, you know, they they mismanagement of money. Good fiscal stewardship is not always a thing for them because they, they're in their zone of genius. So I'm a big advocate of surrounding yourself by, with the, the best of the best of the best team members, not excessively, but you know the ones that are, are where you're at in your business. You know, If you're just getting started, here's some tools and things that you can use. If you're at that next level, here's some other things. And when you're at that next level to scale big time, then here's some other things. And so bridging that gap between what, what clients think they need to be the best performers is I'm finding like pull back on the go, 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 go and do, 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 do and focus on the receiving. What I see a lot is that right side, let's subscribe to Chinese medicine. So the right side is like the go, 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 the task master, the list maker, the get stuff done. Then I see on the left side, that open palm, that receptivity, side looks a lot of times like a limp noodle or like it's constricted. It's just not, or it's deconditioned. So even in these people who are, you know, high, high earners, you know, millionaires, billionaires, they're, they're not so great at receiving across the board money. Yes. Not necessarily loving relationships at work all the time, even when it, they don't feel like they're working or family time or these hobbies, passions, pursuits. It's an imbalanced life. And at the end of the, the day or at the end of our lives, most people regret not spending time with family, not spending time with their horse or whatever lights them up. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sort of like a, hey, heads up, you don't want to be, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now wishing you had done things differently. So it's, I'm, it's a little bit of an intervention, I guess, sometimes, but with love and compassion.
1: Beautiful. I love that. Is there any last words of advice that you give to to the people listening in order to help them on their journeys?
0: Yes. I, it's been mission critical for me to have my personal and professional advisory board, whether that's paid professionals or, you know, body workers to, you know, mentors. I'm heavy on the business mentorship. Um, and, and not be afraid to use, you know, utilize those people, um, being, uh, impeccable about who you allow into your consciousness or your, into your inner orbit we're the equivalent of the five people we spend the bulk of our time with. And I count myself as one of those, cause that's mindset. I'm, 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 I'm with myself all the long day. So where am I placing my focus? Are my thoughts being placed high or am I frittering away looking down at the breadcrumbs of life? So now that I have the eyes to see and the ears to hear, I'm looking up, I'm following the, the signs and success leaves clues as they say. So Focus, focus, focus forward and up. It's not, don't dink around with the stuff that, you, you know, when we're doing stuff that does it feels icky. It just doesn't feel good. So those are the duds, ditch them and double down on the darlings and get an advisory board for heaven's sakes. Whatever field you're in, get your advisory board.
1: Amazing. Malia, thank you so much for your wisdom and for your demonstration at the beginning of the interview, that was awesome. As if, I, got more,
0: if you, I got more for you.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Where can people get the same thing done for them? How do they find you? How do they become a part of your world?
0: Uh, the best place to go is to maliajacobs.com, my website. We can check it out, see what's what. And if, if anyone's picking up what I'm throwing down, you know, find me on Facebook uh, Malia Jacobs. I'm Malia Jacobs pretty much everywhere. So those are the, my, I think my website is probably the quickest, fastest way for folks that are, you know, picking up what I'm throwing down or just want to learn more. Malia Jacobs.com.
1: Awesome. Guys, if you're picking up what she is putting down, I will put <laughs> the links to all that stuff in the show notes and directly on this episode on iTunes and all your favorite podcast platforms. Malia, again, thank you so much for being on the show today.
0: You're welcome. And thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure.
1: Absolutely. Cheers, everyone. Till next week.
0: You've been listening to the Six Figure Roadmap. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. To learn more about our membership, visit us online at www.lvrg.it.